It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Health. Oh, good. How, does, how do I sound? Any better? Or? Uh, yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Okay, good. All right, uh, so we'll start in about uh, 15 seconds or so. And again, uh, it is uh, taped, so no need to worry about live radio. Uh, and this will re-air next Wednesday uh, 9 to 9.30. I know Candace and Joe will uh, can email you over a copy if you want it for yourself as well, Doctor. Very good. Perfect. All right, so we'll start in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome in here to the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB 1490 and online, WBCB1490.com. Jim Foxwell, Chris Ermer with the week off. So they bring in the CDF team, and uh, that is me. Uh, but the good news is I have a great doctor with me today who will help uh, raise the level uh, here this morning in uh, heart attacks and prevention and warning signs. That is the topic here today. And we are speaking here once again with a cardiologist at St. Mary's Comprehensive Cardiology and it's Dr. Vincent Figueredo. And, uh, Doctor, I can't thank you enough for uh, making the time this morning. My pleasure. So uh, the first question I'd like to ask, you know, before we get into the general questions and, you know, about heart attacks and all those um, prevention and warning signs about it, just kind of tell us your journey, you know, to St. Mary's and uh, how long you've been practicing and just a little bio about yourself. Well, I've been practicing for many years. I think I'm in the 25-year range, but I've uh, been fortunate to be with St. Mary. Medical Center and Comprehensive Cardiology for the last two years. Uh, by training, I'm a preventive cardiologist. That is, I prefer to prevent my patients from having a heart attack, but I also have patients who have had heart attacks and I help them to prevent having another. Um, I am specialized in the treatment of high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And as I said, I'm really proud of the group that I'm with. Uh, they are masters at new cutting-edge techniques uh, for treatments of the heart, but they're also great preventative cardiologists, all of them. And it's a great group over there at St. Mary's, and uh, if you have time, visit their website, trinityhealthma.org. Look them up, uh, schedule an appointment if there are, as you mentioned, warning signs, and you know, even just to get a preventative measure in there. You know, Doctor, I think the easiest way to kind of start this is, is to kind of explain to our listening audience you know, exactly what is a heart attack. Good question. Um, a heart attack happens when the flow of oxygen-rich blood uh, in one of the coronary arteries, those are the arteries that feed the heart muscle, suddenly becomes blocked. Uh, this happens because we build up uh, cholesterol deposits in the walls of the arteries uh, that feed our heart muscle, and um, they, when stressed, they can crack open, and when they crack open, uh, blood clot formation occurs blocking the artery. The muscle downstream is not getting oxygen and starts to die in as little as 10 minutes. And if that artery is not open, that muscle downstream will die and result in a heart attack scar. So it's really important if someone starts to develop symptoms concerning for a heart attack that they get to a hospital immediately because if that artery can be opened back up, we save heart muscle. You know, nowadays in this digital landscape, everyone is quick to Google certain ailments or, you know, all kinds of situations. But, you know, from your perspective, uh, doctor, what are the most common warning signs or symptoms uh, of a heart attack? Well, for both men and women, it is that 
heaviness or pressure or squeezing that occurs in the middle to left middle chest. Um, it can be accompanied by a shortness of breath, nausea, dizziness, palpitations, but it's really that discomfort for most people. And that discomfort in the chest can radiate often to the left shoulder, left arm, left neck, left jaw. Uh, rarely does it go to the right, um, but there are atypical cases. Um, for diabetics and women, it's not always the classic clutch the chest crushing pain. Um, sometimes those patients can um, present with sudden onset of severe shortness of breath, um, horrible fatigue, nausea-like headedness that just comes out of nowhere. So if you have an acute onset of symptoms, and like I said, in most people, men and women, it will be this chest discomfort in the center of the chest, but it can vary. If you have an acute onset of symptoms, you can't explain. Seek medical attention right away because it could be a heart attack. Mm, wow. Uh, if someone is experiencing, you know, potentially a you know a heart attack, will they experience all the symptoms? Is there is kind of a differ on a case to case basis? You know, it, 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 how does that work? That's a very good question. Um, most people experience several symptoms, but it can vary uh, case by case. Again, the classic is in the middle of the chest that feels like a weight, like uh, an elephant is standing on your chest. That is the classic, and it's usually associated with shortness of breath and sweating and nausea. But people do vary, especially diabetics. Women can present abnormally. And that can be just severe onset of shortness of breath and nausea and sweating. And you just can't account for why it's happening and it's persisting more than a couple of minutes. So, again, the mo most people will present with that classic chest discomfort right in the middle of their chest. And, again, it can, it can radiate to the arm on the left, to the jaw, to the back, anything like that. You're calling 911, and if you haven't had an aspirin that day, Someone gets you an aspirin and you chew it right away. And you kind of touched on this, you know, already, doctor. But each we mentioned each, whether you're a diabetic, normal, healthy person, uh, all elderly, young, each one, I guess, kind of has some unique experience or warning signs per se, you know, for a heart attack. And you did touch on it briefly, but just to kind of reiterate for our audience, uh, women, because from what I've gathered, and you can, you'll, you're, you're the expert. Is it true that they are? maybe one to two times more likely to have a heart attack than men, or am I, am I incorrect in that? Uh, women uh, in the premenopausal stage um, have less heart attacks okay. than their match counterpart male. Okay. However, once they've gone through menopause, they very quickly catch up and are as likely as a gentleman to, to suffer a heart attack. So what is a, a normal warning signs for a heart attack you know, for women per se? Again, most women will present with that, that heaviness, that squeezing, that weight on their chest, usually with shortness of breath. But again, it can, it can present atypically in women, uh, especially if they're diabetic. And it could just be um, sudden onset of severe shortness of breath, sudden nausea and sweating, uh, discomfort in their jaw or their left shoulder blade. It, it, it can present atypically, and unfortunately, people don't recognize that as a heart attack and delay coming into the hospital. Uh, if you look at the data, most people wait two hours before they come into the hospital, and that, that's muscle loss. 
Wow. Um, so if you if you suddenly have an onset of symptoms, especially if you're at risk for for a heart attack, pay attention to them. Um, let let the emergency department figure out whether it's something else or it's for real. Uh, speaking on that, doctor, and the, and the time that people sometimes wait. Uh, you know, again, we are in a unique, unfathomable situation, you know, right now going on with this ongoing health pandemic. And I'm sure uh, it's kind of had, you know, tremor effects to different type of people if they don't, you know, get COVID and they're lucky and they're lucky not to. There could be some other things they may possibly experience with stress and anxiety, all different things happening. If you experience assume you have some warning sign symptoms do they last for hours can it be days or how long will that cycle last well that's a good question so um about half of people are going to have warning warning symptoms before they go on to actually have a heart attack and that's usually manifested as uh, tightness in the chest and shortness of breath when they try to exert themselves and when they stop exerting themselves the symptoms go away, but then it'll become more, it'll progress where less and less exertion results in the symptoms to the point where they ultimately develop the heart attack. That's in a, that's in a good number of patients. Unfortunately, at least half of patients present with no prior warning. When the symptoms start, you start having muscle cells die really as soon as probably four to six minutes, but significantly after 10 minutes of constant pain, you're already starting to have muscle cells die. After an hour, you're, you're having a heart attack, and after several hours, you've had a major heart attack. Talking here once again with Dr. Vincent Figueredo from the he's a cardiologist at St. Mary Comprehensive Cardiology. Uh, visit the website, trinityhealthma.org. They're right here in your backyard. Right there uh, in Langhorn at 1201 Langhorn Newtown Road. So, uh, as he mentioned, uh, if you experience any type of symptoms, you know, probably first and foremost, call 911. But if you, you know, for a variety of reasons, doctor, what are some uh, routine reasons? I myself have actually a heart condition, so I know I know why I go. But uh, what are some routine reasons why people, uh, you know, will come see you? Um, they've been referred. Probably the most common are um, elevations in blood pressure, high blood pressure that's not treated or not treated well enough, high cholesterol, um, especially if they have other risk factors, they're diabetic, they have a family history of heart disease, and their cholesterol is elevated and they've not started therapy. Um, It's important, especially if you have other risk factors, if you have diabetes or a smoker, if you have a family history of heart attacks and strokes, don't ignore high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Uh, really try and avoid being overweight. Um, really try and not be sedentary. Really try and get out and do that 20-minute walk every day or a 30-minute walk five times a week. Um, doing these kind of things significantly reduces your risk of a future heart attack. And, and, and I'll, again, stress as a hypertension specialist, a high blood pressure specialist, People ignore high blood pressure, um, and they do it uh, because it's the silent killer. You don't you don't feel high blood pressure unless it's dangerously high, and that's a very small percentage of patients. So people are walking around with elevated blood pressures that's hammering at those arteries in their heart, and when it hammers at them, it cracks those cholesterol plaques, and that's what causes the heart attack. So blood pressure control, cholesterol control, 
regular exercise. And like I said, as simple as going for a 20-minute walk every day or a 30-minute walk five times a week. If you smoke, stop. Period. End of story. Yes. Just stop. Yes. Sound advice. Uh, you know, to your uh, point of view, doctor, who who is at the most risk for heart attacks or uh, elements similar to it? Yeah. Uh, excellent question. Um, there's probably, well, three general groups that are at significant risk for heart attacks. Um, diabetics. Uh, diabetics don't usually die of heart of, of diabetes. What they die of is heart disease. Uh, a diabetic is as, as likely to have a heart attack as a person who already has known coronary artery disease. The second group are smokers. Um, we think smokers uh, die of lung cancer, but the far and away the majority of them die of heart disease. Um, it's 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 a fact. You just you, you, it's hard to do, um, but you got to stop smoking. Uh, and then obviously people who have had a history of a heart attack or coronary artery disease, it's already there. We know it's there. We have to vigorously treat those people with blood pressure control, cholesterol control, regular exercise, preventing them from developing diabetes if they don't have it already. These things will reduce future risk of heart attack. There you go. Some sound tips here from Dr. Vincent Figueredo. We're going to step aside, take a short break here on the St. Mary Health Line here on 1490 AM. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some things, how to lower your risk for heart attack, um, You know the, the correlation between stress and anxiety and how that's a factor, and so much more here. This is the St. Mary Health Line here on 1490 WBCB and online at WBCB1490.com. We'll be right back. Dear neighbors, our hearts live to fix yours. The St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission, to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Pennsylvania Army National Guard. Aired by the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters and this station. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Welcome back in here to the St. Mary Healthline here on 1490 WBCB and online WBCB1490.com. Each week we bring you some healthy tips from local uh, professionals that do this for a living and help you stay healthy, stay fit. And uh, for the most part, I know it sounds uh, counterintuitive, out of the hospital. No one uh, wants to be there for a long period of time. And it's their job, um, all the doctors we talk to, to make sure that they find the best course of uh, solutions for any health issues. Uh, talking here today with Dr. Vincent Figueredo. He's a cardiologist there at St. Mary Comprehensive Cardiology. Visit him on the website, trinityhealthma.org. O-R-G. And, uh, Doctor, uh, before uh, we took a break, we were talking a variety of issues, um, you know, about heart attacks, prevention, warning signs. What should someone do if, 
if they think they are having a heart attack. I know we kind of talked about it in the, in the first thing a little bit. But just kind of a, if me and you're on the phone right now, I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack. What are the first you know three steps I should do, uh, and then kind of go from there? Uh, important question. Um, if you or someone you're with is complaining of the sudden onset of symptoms that are concerning for a heart attack, don't hesitate. Call 911. Minutes matter. Minutes save heart muscle. On average, people wait two or more hours before they will seek medical attention for a heart attack, and they've lost heart muscle at that point that they can't get back. If you're at all concerned that you or someone you're with is having a heart attack, you call 911 immediately. Let the emergency room figure it out. Hope it's a false call. That would be great. But if it's a heart attack, thank goodness you've called right away. And while you're sitting there waiting for EMS, if you don't take aspirin regularly and someone can get you an aspirin, get an aspirin and chew it and swallow it down. Otherwise, just try and stay calm and wait for the emergency uh, medical support. Right. You know, we, we, we were talking about, um, you know, before we went on the air today, kind of uh, the likelihood after you get um, your first heart attack, there you are in a higher category where you will probably potentially could see a, re- a repeat heart attack as opposed to someone who has not, correct? Absolutely true. If, if you already have even evidence for coronary artery disease, and you've not had a heart attack yet, you're at increased risk compared to the rest of the population. But if you've already had one heart attack, you are much more likely to have a second one than those who have not. And I'll again stress, those with diabetes are as likely to have a heart attack as someone who already has known coronary artery disease. So they're at significantly increased risk, too. So sometimes, I guess, you know, a big portion of your job, doctor, is is not getting to that that you know first potential heart attack so what are some ways uh to help lower the risk if um you're out there listening um of having a heart attack um number one if you smoke do everything in your power to stop smoking um and for those who live with folks that smoke make them smoke outside because the secondhand smoke does increase your risk for heart attacks As I said before, blood pressure is the silent killer. We don't feel it, so we don't feel like we need to be on medical therapy for it. But trust me, it causes heart attacks and strokes, and you should have it controlled. Um, Eat a healthy diet. Um, You know, the diets out there that are, I think, safe are like the Mediterranean-style diet, the uh, DASH diet, which is the dietary approach to stopping hypertension. But really, the bottom line is just is is portion control and eating a low cholesterol, low salt diet. Um, again, I stress the importance of not being a couch potato. Just go for a twenty minute walk every day. Do it in the morning. Do it at lunch. Do it before dinner, after dinner. Um, twenty minutes a day is great. Thirty minutes five times a week. The the goal, if you go by American Heart Association and American College of Cardiology guidelines, is one hundred and fifty one five zero minutes per week. Again, that's 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes five times a week. It's funny. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, doctor, but you kind of you kind of touched on it as well. How you know for a while, you know, smoking now has become so taboo. But you mentioned the walking element. You know, sitting. You know, it's a weird way to think about it. But it has become the new smoking. With people prior to this health pandemic, were locked in a cubicle for six, nine, seven, eight hours a day, not moving around. Uh, and you you stress the importance of doing that. Yeah, in the middle of the day, get up and go walk for twenty minutes. 
It's good for your heart. It's good for your head. Yes, sometimes the latter more. You're exactly right. Uh, talking here with uh, Dr. Vincent Figueredo from he's a cardiologist at St. Mary Comprehensive Cardiology, uh, right there at 1201 Langhorn Newtown Road. Uh, visit TrinityHealthMA.org. Get to know him as I am here today, and you are as well, uh, Doctor. Uh, if someone follows all the recommendations, the ways to lower their risk of heart attack, as we're talking about, and you know they're they act they're they're fairly active. They don't have a, a messy sodium, you know, carbohydrate-filled diet, um, is it still possible that they could still have a heart attack? And if so, why is that? Uh, again, very good question. Um, the problem is the majority of us decide in uh, middle and later age to start getting healthy, but we spent the younger part of our life uh, ignoring uh, a healthy lifestyle and, and actually you start developing cholesterol buildup and plaques in the arteries of the heart as early as your teens and 20s. It starts that early. So oh, unless wow. you've been healthy all, yeah, unless you've been healthy all your life, a good chance there is some degree of coronary artery disease there. It may be very mild, but it's there. Certainly starting a healthy lifestyle will reduce your future risk of heart attack. Um, but if you weren't healthy all your life and you just started at age 50 or 60, you're, you're markedly reducing your risk, but your risk will never be zero. The other group uh, that uh, will never be zero are those with a family history of early heart disease. So men in the family who had heart disease before the 50s, women before the 60s, those people have to be extra, extra uh, careful and really watch blood pressure, cholesterol, be healthy, eat healthy, exercise and don't smoke. So you can never get it down to zero, but you can reduce it a lot. You know, there are so many factors, doctor, that sometimes people, you know, the heart is the the, the rhythm of our soul, the one of the most important elements of our entire body. And with that, uh, there are so many things that rely on it that sometimes it, it, there can be correlating issues as to why potentially you have heart ailments or heart attacks. Uh, stress and anxiety is obviously, you know, a big one. I mean, I, I mentioned to you earlier I was diagnosed with a heart condition in my when I was 20, um, and all, the only reason why I was diagnosed with it is because I went and got a stress test at my local, actually at St. Mary Medical Center. Um, can stress and anxiety be a, a huge factor when it comes to, you know, uh, a, a, a healthy heart? So the it, it's a... A great point because really until recently, we thought about the traditional risk factors, the smoking, the diabetes, the high cholesterol, the high blood pressure, the obesity. But we didn't take into account what I believe is another significant risk factor, and that's that's negative emotional uh, factors such as stress and anxiety. And Stress and anxiety have direct effects on the body that are negative. Um, they increase blood pressure, they increase inflammation, they increase heart rate. All of these are going to increase your risk of a heart attack. But stress and anxiety also in, can induce negative behaviors in people. So they'll eat unhealthy, they'll smoke more, they'll drink more alcohol, they won't go out and exercise. So stress and anxiety really are newly recognized and important and now well-studied risk factors for heart disease. 
Doctor, we've talked, touched on so much today, and we have a few minutes left, and I can't thank you, um, you know, enough for your time today. We're talking here once again with Dr. Vincent Figueredo from uh, St. Mary Comprehensive Cardiology. Uh, visit them right there at 1201 Langhorn Newtown Road there in Langhorn, uh, trinityhealthma.org. A couple quick last things. Um, you mentioned your diet's important. Uh, keeping your weight at an ideal, uh, you know, area I, I assume any fluctuation whether it's losing a lot gaining a lot could have a direct uh, effect on your heart yeah you never want to do anything rapidly i always tell my patients you don't want to lose more than one pound a week and they think well that's ridiculous it'll take me forever and then i say <laughs> after three months you're down 12 pounds and they go oh my goodness so uh if you are going to go after your weight and Portion control and exercise are the best way to do that. I always tell my patients, whatever you're putting on your plate, take a quarter of a, a quarter of it away and don't go for seconds, and you have no choice but to lose weight. Um, but you do have to do the exercise part, especially as we get older. Doctor, we've experienced something this year that I don't think you know any generation you know hopefully ever has to again. But you know, with the ongoing health pandemic and COVID nineteen, we're dealing with here. Uh, I'm sure there's been potentially things that maybe you have seen an uptick in, a downtick in. Being uh, a cardiologist, you know, during this time, has there been any change in the day to day operations that you've seen with your patients or anything of that nature? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I, I think this whole uh, pandemic has had a very negative effect. Uh, for heart patients. Um, I'm talking to patients on a daily basis who uh, avoided coming to see me for months. Um, some ran out of meds. Some, their blood pressure wasn't controlled, but they were afraid to come in. Uh, a lot of patients uh, stopped exercising. They had gym memberships, and the gyms were closed, and they were afraid to even go walk outside on the street. So people stopped exercising. Uh, weight has gone up. Smoking has gone up. People are smoking. They, you know, people who significantly reduced or stopped smoking are back to where they were before because of the the stress of the pandemic. So it, it's it's really had a negative effect on heart patients. Um, and the ones that finally do come in usually are sicker because they've delayed coming in. So th- th- this has taken a great toll uh on uh, the health of our population especially from a heart standpoint so again i need to stress to people go see your cardiologist for your primary care physician if you have to do it by a telemedicine call do it by a telemedicine call but stay healthy monitor your blood pressure make sure that if you're having symptoms you're in contact with a, a physician or healthcare practitioner who will, you know, if they need to do stress testing or additional testing or they tell you to get to the hospital, do it. It's safe, and uh, delaying it is only going to worsen your situation, and that could be irreversible. We're talking here once again with Dr. Vincent Figueredo. He's a cardiologist at St. Mary Comprehensive Cardiology. Doctor, before we let you go, and we can't thank you enough again for joining us this morning on the St. Mary Healthline. Uh, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about heart attack warning signs, preventions? Is, you know, if, you're, if you're listening today, what are just some easy things that maybe we didn't touch on that you want to just quickly leave with our audience? Uh, well, I would say heart attacks um, are the leading killer of both women and men in this country and worldwide, actually. Um, in the U.S. alone, more than a million people 
have a heart attack each year, about half of them die. Half of those die within an hour of the onset of their symptoms. And therefore, again, I stress, don't delay getting to a hospital. As I said, half those people who die, die within an hour and don't even make it to the hospital. The other ones that die uh, after they've made it to the hospital, it's usually because they waited too long and too much heart muscle was lost. Um, I would say that the people who delay are people who are younger um, and don't believe that a heart attack could be happening to them. Um, a lot of people deny symptoms and think if they wait a couple hours, the symptoms will go away. Um, there's people who care for others, and even though they're having the symptoms, they're hesitant to leave because they're taking care of other family members. But if they're going to continue to take care of those other family members, they have to stay healthy, and that means get to the emergency room. So the answer is, if you even remotely think you could be having a heart attack or heart attack symptoms, just get to an emergency department. If it's not a heart attack, great. But if it is, you've saved heart muscle, you may have saved your life, and if you're caring for others, you're going to be there to take care of them. Well, Doctor, we can't thank you enough for informing our audience today and everything you do there at St. Mary Comprehensive Cardiology. Dr. Vincent Figueredo, once again, trinityhealthma.org. Uh, he's right there at 1201 Langhorn, Newtown Road in Langhorn. Uh, and, Doctor, we can't thank you enough for the time this morning, and uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Happy to help. The St. Mary Healthline here on 1490 AM each week, 9 to 930 here, and online at wbcb1490.com. We'll see you next week. Pain is the enemy. Motion is victory. So the St. Mary orthopedic team replaces knees and hips. We mend spines. We mend people with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. So you can go home faster and happier. That's our mission. Call 8447 St. Mary or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash ortho.